Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is episode 318. And I am joined alongside virtually my awesome, awesome, Oslam co-host. I said it right this time because I said awesome, then Qasim, Aslam, co-host of Perpetual Traffic. This is your second show, I believe, which you're now the official, official co-host. Congratulations. How's everything over in Arizona today? Ralph, it's beautiful. Happy to be here. Happy to be the co-host. Well, speaking of Arizona, the guy we're going to be talking to today just so happens to be like right around the corner from me, but you didn't really even realize he was there. But he's here today for us talking bots. Yes, people, we are going to talk bots today, even though you probably say, oh, you know, that's so 2018, 2017. (laughs) But no, it's 2021. We're talking bots today because we've got Matt Lights here. He is the founder of botbuilders.com, our favorite bot builder here on Perpetual Traffic. And he's going to evangelize and convert you back to bot building because you like me and Kasim probably a few years back, we were infatuated with this whole bot builder thing. We got our many chat accounts still going, hitting us with $5 or $25 a month or whatever it happens to be. But don't use it as much as we should. But Matt is going to tell us today why you, the Perpetual Traffic listener, should get back on the bot bandwagon. And welcome to Perpetual Traffic, Matt Lights. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddies Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com 
forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. What is happening, guys? I didn't know this is Cosm's second episode, so I... I'm cutting my teeth. You might not last long, Ralph. This might be short and sweet. I, this might be a little tougher than his first first go round. We'll we'll see. We we will be gentle. He had, he had a, like a. I'm still on the podcast. Yeah, he had wheel. like a 60 day interviewing process, and then he had to do all this heavy lifting, like you know, feats of strength behind the scenes. So clean Ralph's yeah, car, yeah, get coffee for you know, um, you know, Aaron and other people behind the scenes. But no, he's been a tremendous addition here to to perpetual traffic, especially as a Google expert. And probably a somebody who was a little bit skeptical about today's show, like I am. I'm like, I'm not really. Ooh, I like yeah, it. Like, I like why it. would I want I bots back on my site, or at least maybe as a part of our our agency? Yeah. And Ralph, you, I don't know. You might not want to. It just really depends if you like leads and sales and automated support. So I don't know for sure if you want a bot working for you. But yeah, you know, what's what's really interesting is I think I've kind of come at this whole bot thing from the opposite perspective of just about everybody else in the world. Because when it was this hot new thing, I was like, eh, you know, especially, you know, our company at the time, you know, relatively small company, but in the educational space, we were kind of the the real estate version of digital marketer, if you will. And we were very well known for our customer support and just really, you know, being there for people. And when I heard about bots, I was like, oh, you know, this is not the kind of thing that we want to do to build relationships. And right when, you know, when everybody was saying, hey, we need to do this, our marketing department was like, we need to build a bot. I was like, eh. And then when I really dug in and I kind of wrapped my head around what bots really are, I've come to realize that all the things that people thought were the major benefits of bots were a bunch of hype. It really, really overhyped. Like everybody would talk about, oh, 90% open rates and all these kind of things. And to be honest, very, very early on, we realized that, I mean, just to be blunt, and our friends at ManyChat, I think, actually coined the phrase messenger marketing. And, you know, I was very fortunate to have the opportunity to work directly with the Facebook Messenger team. I got flown out to Palo Alto, California, got to go to main headquarters, and I got to sit down with some executive members of the Messenger team. And I just asked them point blank. I'm like, how do you guys feel about the term messenger marketing? And I mean, it, they didn't even have to say it. It was very obvious. They did not intend it to be this messaging platform where it's like, oh, yeah, generate a list and go ahead and blast people out. That's not what messenger was intended for. And because we had some success with bots, and I'll talk about our strategies and how we've you know, been able to generate millions of leads and, and tens of millions in sales using bots. But the way that we came about it, and it was partially, you know, ignorance to the way that everybody else was using it, and, and partially just because, you know, we knew if we wanted to stand out, we had to do it differently. We, our bots, I don't know if you guys know this, but Facebook used to have like a bot, kind of like a ranking system. Do you guys, uh, did you guys ever see that? It was bot discovery. No. So you used to be able to go on your phone and you could click on discovery on Messenger and it show a list of all the top rated bots. And, all, and there's like a dozen different categories. And because of the way we built bots, our bots were always ranked in number one, number two, or number three within like a week or two. 
just because they're highly engaging. They really get people, you know, involved and the conversation time is very long. So we built these bots that would have, you know, grow to hundreds of thousands of subscribers really quickly. And when the rest of the world was sending out these message blasts, like, oh, this is the greatest thing. I'm just, you know, like ultimately spamming is to what Messenger wants you to be doing. We got, we realized really quick, they did not want you to do that. I mean, you can easily send a couple thousand messages and get away with it. But when we are sending hundreds of thousands, they put the brakes on it really, really quickly. The reason that I share this is because that perspective to us, I, I was not even worried about that because the, the whole outbound messaging thing to me was a small fraction of what the value of bots were. Even though that's what everybody was talking about and that was all the hype, really, we, looked at, we look at bots as A, as a way for lead generation, something to give you a unique hook in which to get people in. And then as you guys may know, I'm not sure if all the listeners are aware of this, but chatbots, especially when they run on Facebook Messenger, give you the ability to be able to capture email with one click and phone number with one click. And not just an email and a phone number, but the actual real ones. If you guys have ever had squeeze pages, you get a little bit of fake info coming in. Never heard so of that. So for us, we look, yeah, time or two, right? So it's the thing about it is, is like that hype cycle to me, which is just, it was way overhyped. Because first of all, overhyped and like it was really emphasizing the wrong things. But then like with any hype, the, the major missing piece that they weren't telling you, all these so-called gurus that were coming out teaching bots, is they were all touting how easy it was. Like, oh, get a bot, it's so easy, use the software you can make. And that is just complete BS. It really, truly is. And what happened, and Ralph, you mentioned this, so many companies are like, bots, I got to get into the bots. And then you get in there and you're like, what the hell do I do with this thing? You know, it's, it's, it's so powerful. And, and the reality of it is, is most bots are just horrible. Like they're just bad. Like you go and you try to interact with them. It does not compute, does not compute. They're very redundant. They're just really poor. And because of that, what happened was, you know, the thing that people thought was the big benefit of this outbound messaging wasn't a big benefit because that was never the intended purpose from Facebook. And then number two, being sold this, hey, it's so easy. You can make a bot quickly. You know, it's like, yeah, you can make a bot if a bot consists of a few words, but not a real bot, not something that can really help you generate leads, create a real relationship, handle a lot of the, the redundant tasks with automation. That is very difficult to do. And that is why ultimately, once we started building these bots, they're having, you know, they were being recognized by Facebook. They're flying us out. And I just, I looked around and I go, oh my goodness, for the first time, I might be you know, one of the best in the world at something. And what we recognize is, you know, like, yeah, we could build an agency, you know, like, like Ralph, your, your company is one of many that's like, hey, we're going to provide, you know, bots as a service. But when you realize it's not easy, you know, what we decided to do instead was, hey, let's take the world's number one platform in the world, which is ManyChat, and let's build the bots for people in such a way that they can take the best bot in the world and then easily customize it for their own business. And that's why our students have had so, so much success because just, we just really have come at the whole thing from a different perspective. So it's been one of those things that, you know, to us has been great that the hype was so overhyped because it's sort of one of those, you know, when people are getting greedy, you be cautious. When people are being cautious, you be greedy sort of situations. It's worked out extremely, extremely well for us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd love to get into what all those differences are because I think that, yeah, it, it came across initially as a fully automated 
way in which to, and there was always sort of these different trains of thought, like, do you tell them right up front that you are a bot or do you not? And I've actually had some good experiences since then, especially in the last three to six months where it's like, wait a sec, they're kind of approaching this in the right way. Like I wasn't quite sure if it was a customer support person or if it was a bot, but then I asked a question and they said, well, wait a second, let me get you a customer service person. I was like, oh, like that's pretty good. Yes. Like instead of does not compute error message. And these are like some bigger sites. I believe it was like Sony. I was looking something up for one of my cameras. And I'm like, that's pretty good. And then yeah. literally the customer service agent got on within seconds. I said, well, maybe this is like the way that should be done. Because I wasn't quite sure. And it maybe is. that's like what we're getting to here a little bit more. Absolutely. So that's like the customer service end of things dealing with you know, customers who don't like want to stay on hold and call, but you're also talking about lead gen. So I've sort of experienced it on the customer service side. How does that differ from the lead side? And good hook, by the way, if I, if I don't like leads, sales, and new revenue, then I shouldn't listen to this <laughs> podcast, but I'm still listening because apparently I do want all those things. So, but how do you, how do, yeah, you do that and, and side? A great question. So, you know, first thing is, is do you recognize that it's a bot? And yeah, absolutely. First of all, it's a, the, obviously the ethical thing right. to do. And now there's even being law, there's laws being created specifically in the state of California that require you to be upfront. And what we found is that it, it actually makes it a more fun and engaging situation anyway. People, not only do they like interacting with these sort of, you, you give your bot a character, they really, it's a lot of fun for them, but, but it also, what we found is that people are much more honest and upfront you know, so depending on what you want to sell a lot, of, you know, when you're talking to somebody and you know they're selling you something, you always got your guards up. But when you're talking with the chatbot, we find that people give real honest answers. But well, so, to, something that Matt just said, I think is interesting because I've noticed myself doing, and again, this is relatively recent, is I engage with the bot almost intentionally to break it. Yeah. And maybe out of a sense of arrogance, let's say, but if the bot functions well and I'm impressed, then there's suddenly, and it's exactly what you just said, it like breaks down this barrier. And now I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm actually getting value from this damn yes. thing. And it's a 180, it's a pivot because anytime you can, you know, if, if I go in there a clean slate, there's no surprise. There's no rabbit coming out of the hat. Yeah. But if I go in there saying like, oh gosh, you're going to put me on with a bot, really? And then I start asking the bot a question that I know it'll never be able to answer. And I get something that surprises me. I think that you, and what's funny about that, Matt, is I've been on, as we've been on this podcast, I've been on Bot Builders playing with Bob the Bot and it's a blast. Like it's asking, I did the, you know, let's have some fun and now it's doing the, the riddles and I'm answering them and it's giving me kudos <laughs> and props. And I can see how I would end up getting sucked into this and engaged in a way that I wouldn't have expected bots to be able to engage. So I think you made a point that I, I just wanted to pause on because yeah, I, it I, resonates. That means the world, Kasim, that really does. And we got the opportunity to mini chat. Obviously, we've been talking about it a lot, but you know, I recognized that their bot needed a little bit of love and we were, you know, kind of tapped given the opportunity to build their bot. And when we did, we knew we had to bring the A game. So to your point, Kasim, we've had people that have played with their bot for well over an hour, just going and just getting deep into the whole thing. So, you know, I should really, Ralph, I probably should have answered your question with a more straightforward answer of, if you have a bad bot, don't bother, right? But if you have the opportunity to get a good bot that can provide, the whole purpose of a bot is to give people what they want 
in a fun, engaging, effective way that saves them time and the company time. And and Ralph, your the other part of your question was, you know, the human component to it. And that is where the real magic happens. Because, you know, if you're selling a product for, you know, $7, you don't need a human involved. You might want one involved. But if you're, you know, we have people that flip houses with bots and sell high-end coaching with bots and do all these all these things where, you know, I like to say that a bot will filter out the unwanted conversations, but it will get more of the money conversations. And for the people, for example, who sell high ticket items or coaching or consulting or whatever, the reality of it is there's always needs to be a conversation with a person. But if there can be a relationship already built, to Kasim's point, if they could have laughed a little bit, you know, by the time they get on the phone, now there's a relationship and there's a conversation point, And that conversation goes just infinitely different than if it's a cold web form on a website. And then when you're saying good bot, bad bot, the tech is secondary, right? It's really it's it. the narrative. It's the yes. knowledge map. It's like the if this, then that, which, and this maybe I'm reaching a little bit now, but that's kind of a relationship builder because it is a human that wrote those words. And Absolutely. as long as you're being human about the way that you approached it, you're just replicating yourself in some ways. So much more human than any other form of communication, than an email. Imagine, so these flows, and we're well known for having very conversational flows. Most people design bots linearly, like step one, step two, step three. We design them in such a way that's like a real conversation where you can drive the conversation and get not just a different response, but a different complete conversation. So to- how do you do that, Matt? If you don't mind, I want to pause you. And I know this is the secret sauce, right? Like people should sure. pay you for this education. Give something to our listeners. If we're oh. going to whiteboard this real quick, where do you start? Yeah, I mean, it really comes down to figuring out where do we want to go ultimately. And like you said, just imagine it's a choose your own adventure book and you're mapping this thing out. And the name of the game is conditional logic. So it's nothing, you're exactly right. There's no tech here. Like our bots will do things like pull data from different APIs and all that stuff, right? But you don't need any of that. It's the conversation. So imagine what are the questions that we ultimately need to get answers to? And then how is that going to affect the conversation? So if you can draw a potential conversation flow on a whiteboard, then you can, then you can do this. Now, I will say this, it's very time consuming. You know, it's one of those things that you don't need to be technical, but when you sit down and you start creating a more advanced bot and you're dragging boxes around and adding questions and having conditional logic. If they said this, then do this. If they've already seen this, then give them this instead. If they've come back. And just to give you an example, and, and you know, this is sort of the, the geeking out a little bit, but when I met Mike Yang, the CEO of MiniChat, and I was explaining to him how we built bots, and this is really a very large testament to him and to MiniChat. And this is when I knew that this company was a winner and I wanted to attach with them. I explained to him how our bots are conversational in that instead of having one response to a potential keyword that somebody would type in, our bots have 27 different replies. So what we do is we start by looking at the context of the conversation. So we say, okay, have we not seen this person for a long time? You know, are they currently talking to customer support? Are they currently in the middle of a bot flow? Because if you think about it, to, to respond to somebody's inquiry the same way without looking at the context, it's just completely ignorant. And you would never do that in a real conversation. So well, imagine you have to optimize for that, right? Like you deploy the bot, you see how it works, and then it broke here, it paused here, it lagged there, and you go in. What's that optimization process look like? How long between 
you know, first deployment and like, okay, you've got the Terminator on your hands now. Yeah. And the thing about it is there's not really that much need the way that we do bots. So I, I really like to be upfront that we're not that, we don't do AI. Our bots are not machine learning. You know, we just go in every once in a while and take a look at it, but we've just been refining our system. So if you were to build, would I recommend that somebody listening here that's like, tr- you know, trying to get re-engaged in bots is like, okay, I need to go make 27 different replies for it. Like, I would never recommend that. But I think the, the important takeaway here is that you understand that this is a technology, number one, that's not going anywhere. Number two, has gotten better every single day since that initial hype that you heard back then. So to answer your question, I don't want to act like we're in there on a daily basis dialing it in. All we're doing is making sure that by having, so this is the way that we do. Is it okay to get a little bit deeper in, yeah, in how we go build for it. bots? Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm going to talk nerdy to you. So the, so the way that we do the way that we get 27 responses is our analogy is CPU. Okay. So C, I told you about is context. Like where, what's the situation? P is progression. Okay. So after we figure out where these people come from, what's the progression of the conversation? So to give you an example, if somebody were to type into our bot and say, oh, that's cool. Our bot might reply back the first time with like a smiley face or something very simple. And if they say, man, this is really awesome. It'd go, Second positive reply, I'm really killing it today, aren't I, Ralph? Right? And then at the end, if they say thank you for your help, the bot would be like, oh, third positive reply, hey, is it possible? You know, it seems like we had a great experience, Ralph. Could you leave us a review on Facebook? So Mm. it will actually, and it'll do the same for negative responses. Uh, So what we've done is we've taken every possible reply, we've mapped them into different buckets. So that each has its own unique reply in terms of the words, but it also maps the progression of the conversation. And I know we're getting super nerdy with it. And no, then that's we, brilliant. Thank you, man. Thank you. And, and, and a lot of this, again, is just me not knowing. Because when I explained this, I was telling the story when I was explaining this to the, to the founder and CEO of ManyChat. He looked at me kind of like half in disbelief just because nobody had really done bots that way. And I just assumed that you were supposed to make bots have intelligent conversations. I didn't know any better. So we just were up until three in the morning every day trying to figure this thing out until we did. And so when I, when I told him, he said, can you, sh-? and this, and guys, this is actually a perfect story. It was at traffic and conversion. So this was a few years ago when he was like, and he still is the coolest guy. You guys, I, I want to make something very, very clear. Bots have not gone anywhere in the marketing, in, in the internet marketing world. They're not as hyped, but I can assure you, this has been a growing industry ever since you first heard about chatbots. It has not gone anywhere and ManyChat is doing just fine. So when, when he asked me to show the, our bots, I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. We're at traffic and conversion and we went over, uh, we went to the bar area. I don't even think he drinks, but we found a little, a little cubby area in the bar. And literally for hours, I'm not even exaggerating, he sat there with the notebook and looked at how we were designing bots and took every bit of feedback that I had about how he could improve his platform and to this day, 100% of all things that we've requested are improvements that they've made to their system. So wow. when you find a company like that, that actually, I mean, here's a guy that's like got way more important things to do than talk to me, but he's sitting down really like attentive with a notebook and just every single thing that we've, we've ever requested. I'm, I'm just so appreciative of them and what they're building. And I'm really, I feel blessed to be out, you know, I guess I am evangelizing. I never really had thought about it, you know, before, but 
you know, here's, here's the thing. I want to step back. If I could just like really look at the big picture of it, because I just got real specific, you know, in, in terms of, of bot design and those kind of things. But if our number one objective here in our time together and, and you at home listening to this podcast is to help you understand that you need to be involved in bots, it's understanding that it's not about mini chat or messenger or now Instagram, which is opening up or any of these specific things. It's about the means of communication. It's about the channel. And we as a society are chatters, right? I mean, if I were to just take a poll here, um, have you guys sent a text message today? Sure. Yeah. Have you sent any kind of messenger message either on WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger? Probably a half dozen, you know, WhatsApp, Telegram, Facebook. Yeah. Every messaging platform. And the but thing don't you that's think that's, that's demographically based? Like there's a line of demarcation, right? Somebody sub, I don't, I'm going to get I, sued I, for this. I, no, I'm not, actually, I'm not going to draw a line in the sand, but you know what I mean? Like, isn't that? <laughs> Are there groups of people that use particular platforms more than others? Yes, absolutely. Now, here's the thing. I'm trying to get the, to the larger point of regardless of what the platform is, what's beautiful about this sort of bot kind of interface is that you'll notice that all of these platforms are sort of settling on this universal interface, right? Which is there's chat, there's three big buttons, or there's these little bubbly buttons, right? Mm. People come in and and here's what's beautiful about it is yet Telegram, WhatsApp, Instagram, all these are opening up and they're in infancy and who knows where they'll go. But I don't really care about any particular platform. I just know that this means of communication, and it's not just the automation. Ralph had a really good point. It's connecting people to what they want if that thing is a person and that makes sense for all parties involved, perfect. But here's the thing to realize, all right? And, I, and I, I learned this from the partnership director at Google, is this sort of robust conversation is not going to be dependent at all on any particular messenger platform in the future. Are you guys familiar with RCS or has that been something that's crossed your desk yet? No, not yet. What is it? Okay, beautiful. So RCS is, I don't even know what it means, rich communication something, right? But it's going to be the new SMS. And Google kind of, I don't want to say took ownership of it because it's an open source platform and it's, and it's open for all. But imagine that SMS is going to be replaced on every device in the world in the very near future. And when it is, it's going to have the same interface as Messenger, the same interface as Instagram and all of the rest. So I think the most important thing is to recognize that this means of communication, which is chat with the possibility of automation uh, and being able to connect with a company and potentially with people is not going anywhere. And I'll share a little bit more. I just want to, how do you guys feel? I kind of just threw a lot out there. I don't want to be. Uh, no, so into this thing. there's something I wanted to return to, if you don't mind. You zoomed out and I appreciate you zooming out. Yeah. You said something that I would say converted me a little because Ralph was right in saying that I am, I am trepidatious when it comes to bots. Right on. Yeah. But, but you said when I asked you, how is it that you define these flows? You said, well, we start with, we begin with the end in mind, basically. And those weren't your words. I'm stealing that from Stephen Covey. But sure. the moment you said that connected a dot for me, because in my experience, people throw a bot on the page just thinking like, oh, okay, we've got bots. Let's use this shiny object. But the minutes, the minute you said like, okay, well, what's the goal? I feel like that's always the disconnect, especially with digital marketing. Yeah. You know, when we drive traffic, I can tell you how many times clients will drive traffic to get somebody to download a lead magnet without really taking into consideration the fact that the lead magnet probably doesn't connect to the core offer. And so now they're mm. optimizing for the wrong event. So I think where a bot really would begin to win me over is if somebody were doing exactly what you just said, which is 
begin with the end in mind, optimize for, for the event that you want, instead of just, you know, let's try to engage people with bots. You got it. No, hundred percent. Yeah. And, and the thing is Kasim, to your point, no matter what it is that you're selling, building a relationship on the way to that sale is no longer an, an option or a cool thing to do or a way to convert better. It's absolutely necessary. And to that point, when you're having that conversation customized to their personal experience for what it is that they're looking for, and then ending up at the end point, not in this predetermined path that you selected for them, but one that they selected and, and was tailored to their specific wants, needs, and desires, it's a whole nother world. And right now, while everybody's going, oh, well, my mini chat account and 24 hour rules and, you know, all these kind of things is like, you know, that's fine. But you don't see companies, big companies spending less money on these things. You see them spending more money on these things because they get that 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 value because it's not just about more saving cost on on support. It's it's about how do we build this relationship that gives us real lifetime value. Hey, it's Kasim here and I have a question for you. What if you could legally get the emails of almost every person who visits your website? Now, I know that sounds crazy, but seriously, what if you could safely and respectfully target your website visitors via email just by dropping a pixel onto your site? It might sound too good to be true, but our new sponsors at getemails.com can do just that. They've created a system that's compliant with U.S. laws and regulations, and every email address they send you is opted in to receive emails. That means you can connect your anonymous website visitors to real people and then safely retarget them through email with real-time, fully compliant interactions. I've personally met the CEO, Adam Robinson, and the guy is absolutely brilliant. And he believes in his product so much that he's willing to do something a little crazy for PT listeners. If you are an e-commerce brand that's doing over a million in annual revenue and you've gone through their easy 30-minute onboarding process, If you don't 5X your investment within the first six months, they will give you all of your money back. To take advantage of this offer, go to getemails.com forward slash scalable. That's getemails.com forward slash scalable. Hey, PT listeners, when's the last time your business published on its blog? If the answer is that's way too long for me to remember... I want you to listen up because our friends at BKA Content have a new service where they'll deliver fresh blogs to your inbox and all you have to do is just post them on your site. Now, these articles are all originally written just for your business. They're not generic articles that are just copy and pasted or thrown into some AI software or written by a VA. No, these are professional writers who are going to sit down and write articles just for your business. We've used them in the past, and they're absolutely fabulous. Now, if you want an extra reason to go try them yourself, BK is giving PT listeners half off their first month. Just go to bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual to get started. That's bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual. Can I throw a grenade at you? And we'll see how... Okay. So I'm a paid traffic guy. I run Google Ad Campaign. Yeah. And... The biggest problem we run into, and it's only getting worse, is attribution. Totally. So, you know, like this was a lead, it wasn't, it gen- tends to be binary. Where did it come from? How did it engage? Yeah. The thing that you get worried about with bots, and on, honestly, chat in general, but bots specifically, because the conversion event is, it's stretched, it's elongated. Yeah. And so, how do you... Love it. Thank you. Right? Like, where, do we, where do we draw the line? 
Well, and, and here's the thing. You don't draw the line. Here, here's the problem is you take your line and you just blow it up. The problem is, is you've had to have a line. It's been yeah. a problem. Attribution. I mean, we've, it's been a challenge forever. Here's the difference about bots. Because attribution, as you know, is getting harder and harder every day. This pixel thing isn't going away. We refer to it as the iOS 14. No, it's called people are really sick of having their stuff tracked when they land on a website. But guess what? Once they land into your bot, you're not only able to attribute them at any point, any question that they answer and send that data anywhere you want. You can send it to your CRM. You can send that data to Facebook and create a custom audience and says, hey, this person says they like chocolate over vanilla, let's serve them a chocolate ad. So to answer your question, it's just what it does is it just, there is no more line with attribution. Attribution happens at every possible step. And we're now in a world where it's not this like, do, do, do. It's this world of like, hey, we're with you. And what's gonna happen is it's gonna become a seamless conversation across all of these platforms. It's no yes, longer- What you're saying is I need to stop being lazy. And we have to, you know we have to collect data on every single event. And dude, the point that you just made, I think you just won me over, Matt. Here's why. I've been preaching that first-party data acquisition is, is now the single most important thing for every marketing person, Amen. endeavor, CMO, whatever. First-party data is it. It's, it's yeah. the, the epicenter. And you're telling me, and I believe it, that bots make first-party data it's acquisition. It's the only thing that's better. real, man. None no. of it's real. I mean, really, that makes dude, it, it's just... It's 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 now a real conversation. So I want to just take this like Facebook Messenger, da, 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 just blast that out. Like really look at what this is. This is giving people a channel to have a real conversation with a business and get what they want faster, easier, and in a more enjoyable way. Every single piece of it's tracked. Every single piece of it is connected to all the pieces. Now, Kasim, you're not lazy, dude, because because here's the thing is it's not easy. Like right. if you went out to, tr- like what I just explained to people, I, like people, there's probably, I apologize for this. There's probably some people whose heads have kind of like, you know, exploded a little bit. And they're like, I don't know what the hell this guy's talking about, right? This is too much. I don't want to go there. I understand what attribution is, but what are you talking? Like the thing about it is, is you got you to gotta figure out, obviously you can always baby step it, right? Anything is better than nothing. There's no question about it. But if you can take a shortcut on all that stuff, do it. But just recognize that while the world is out there going like, oh, the hype's over, you don't care about hype. You care about results, building real relationships and being in front of a real trend. And this thing is right now, it's right for the pickings. I'm telling you. Ralph's looking at me like I'm a traitor. You see him? He's not happy. <laughs> I'm so, still wait, so I'm coming into this. Let me, I want to I make sure that I understand this. So I was coming into this. You guys were coming in to take me down. I had no idea. You guys played a very nice front. I thought we were all buddies before this thing started. No, this is a total nope. bait and switch. We were here to copy you. <laughs> Sandbagging you right now. Nope. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm glad that I got to be the person to come on and represent bots because I don't know that everyone who does bots quite is thinking in that fashion. They're thinking of, you know, what are the cool basic features? But dude, everybody sells the tech. Yeah. Everybody sells the tech. tech. The tech is irrelevant. You're selling. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say it's irrelevant. Mad love to many chat. Sure. But that it's, 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 and here's the other thing is the copywriters of the world. Yeah. If you want to be in front of something, it's like you're writing right now in two dimensions. Like you're literally writing flat. 
Like this gives you the opportunity to write in three dimensions. It's unbelievable. It's like a playground. I love it. I love copywriting for bots. It's my favorite thing to do. So let me get this straight. So first off, it's hard to do. You need to, it sounds like you have to have some kind of flair for understanding of human psychology, which I think all of us as marketers enjoy and are fascinated by to a certain degree, but some are better than others. But like, that's an intimidating, <laughs> that's a, that might be an intimidating I, thing for the perpetual traffic listener. Like what's, for so sure. what's the easy, what's the <clears throat> easy button as much as you possibly could? Like if you were starting <laughs> today, like what would be the thing yeah. that you would, you're not Matt lights of bot builders. You're some guy yeah, yeah, saying yeah, yeah. bots are listening. You're listening to the show. You're like, all right, He's not yeah. full of it completely. I'll give this a shot. Come <laughs> on, Ralph. Am I, am I, no, I don't even want to go past that. Am I full no, of it not. at all? Like, I could you're be not. wrong. Who knows? Just, like, I I'm could just be wrong. representing but, the perpetual traffic listener who is highly okay. skeptical. I don't think you're skeptical. I don't think it's the listener. You're, you're listening to this. You're not skeptical. No, so okay. what's the first okay. thing you would do to, to, <laughs> to actually, we all want more leads, more sales, more revenue, more profitability, yeah. hopefully comes alongside that. Yeah. What would be the first thing that you do? Like aside from sign up for your training or your webinar and, or meet Bob I, the bot, I, yeah. you know, which is very cool, by the way. I really. Because I did notice like tooling around with the bot builders bot. It is actually a lot of fun. And the thing that immediately strikes me is that when this whole thing came out, let's say three years ago, we had Molly Pittman create our first bot for us. I love her to death, but I felt it wasn't, it was too formal. And we actually had one of our guys who was actually our sales guy who just wanted to do like the bot sequence. He did this whole sequence. And it was hysterically funny. And he was using GIFs. So like he used like yeah. family guy GIFs in there and like, you know, Homer Simpson and stuff like that. And he used the same kind of thing. I was like, this is cool. Because even at the very totally. least, I'm not taking it all that seriously. Like they created this name for our bot called Tierra, the Tier 11 chatbot. And it had like a funny little beret and like a bot uniform, kind of like Bob the Bot. And I'm like, I'm, we used it. And actually it worked. But then it was overruled by the you know some of the people that were were running marketing here at tier 11 but i actually thought from my perspective like that was the way to go is play play it up be humorous i mean this guy who is i don't know what he's doing right now but he was very skilled at this he could also write video scripts but he had like a really good understanding of of human nature and now that i sort of think back to it maybe the reason why we abandoned the bot thing is cuz we were a little bit too seriously we took our bot too seriously we didn't necessarily tell people it was a bot up front. Like we did all the classic mistakes. So learning from our sure. screw ups, which is you know <laughs> basically what a lot of people listen to the show for. So yeah. they don't do the same right. thing that we did. Like how would you go down that path sort of step one, step two, step three, and what would be the first thing that you would do? And would you incorporate some of those things that I just mentioned here? A hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. And, and uh, you know, thanks for saying that I couldn't recommend that they go to check our stuff up because frankly, that is what I would do. I mean, just the amount of time that we save people, but that self-promotion aside, the thing is, is the bots that we've been describing or that I've, you know, kind of shared with you guys are very deep and there's a lot of moving pieces to them. But ultimately it's like, where do you begin? You always begin at the beginning. And 
So I, I sort of coined a phrase called the money flow, meaning what is the initial flow that you're going to drive people into in order to generate the lead and eventually get to a sale? You know, obviously that varies widely depending on what you do. Maybe that's to create an appointment or to sell a book or to get somebody on a webinar, whatever that might be. So where do you begin? You know, it's like you begin with the end in mind, but you day one of building is what's that first flow? What's that money flow? And just recognizing that, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect and you can play with it and, you know, just get it going, get something where you can drive people into to generate that lead. Because when you look at our bots, like the ones that are like, you know, could take up an entire wall with the crazy automation, are all the ones that are the initial flows, you know, the one that's going to grab, you know, hey, you know, like, Kasim, you'll love this because you're an SEO guy. Or no, you're not. You're a paid traffic guy. Google Ads guy. How dare okay. you, Matt? Got it. Got it. I'm, I'm back. I'm back against you again. <laughs> Man, I had you on my side. Well, what's funny is I'm getting back into SEO for the first time in a decade. So, but it's that first flow that we spend the energy on. And if you're worried about, I don't know how to write, you know, I'm not good at copywriting. I don't know how to convert. The beautiful thing about, about platforms like Minichat is they allow you to split test ridiculously easy. Literally, you click a box that says, I think it's, it's called randomizer, and you put 50% to this box and 50% to this box. I mean, it takes zero technical skill and all of about 30 seconds. And if, you don't, if you're unsure of what people want to hear to click on the button to go to the next step, just write two boxes and just play with it. So, you know, know where you're trying to go, what you're trying to achieve and have an idea of what all the steps are to get there, but start with the first flow. Just go there, just build it. And remember this is, it's not just, because I know the name of the show is Perpetual Traffic. And I had a team member of mine ask me, well, what's Perpetual Traffic mean? You know, my, and my first response was, well, it means a never ending flow of traffic. But then I really thought about it it could also mean when that traffic comes in, it doesn't stop. It just keeps perpetuating and it keeps going. And remembering that that's what a bot is, is about. It's continuing the conversation. And it's not Messenger and it's not Instagram. It's Messenger, Instagram, it's email, it's text message, and it's retargeting. Because if there was ever a time right now it made sense to look at bots, if you're seeing uh, challenges with Facebook ads and, and attribution and pixels and blah, 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 just know that at any point in that bot, you can just put anybody on any list that you want and you can target chocolate lovers over strawberry lovers. And that gives you literally the definition of perpetual traffic. Mm -hmm. So you can have somebody come into one bot flow and keep in mind, it's not just the ability to have multi-channel marketing afterwards. It's also having a creative, unique hook, right? Because if you don't have something that's unique, you know, like people, we have people flipping houses because it's like, hey, get an offer from our offer bot, right? It's unique. I don't have to pick up the phone and talk to somebody. I'll play around mm -hmm. with this and try it out. You know, take this quiz, whatever it is. Like you've now got something that's fun and engaging to attract more people. Therefore, you know, if you're on this podcast, you probably realize you don't pay per click on platforms like Facebook. You pay per exposure. So having something that gives you something cool and unique, automatically you're winning. And then I don't probably don't have to tell your listeners that if you're playing the game of I spend money, they land on a page and I have to make more money back than I spent. It's a real uphill battle. And you have to be really, really, really good at copywriting persuasion. So in a way, if you think about it, the fact that this is perpetual and gives you the ability to have omni-channel marketing, you have to be less good at psychology 
because it doesn't take a genius to know if I can follow up in four ways versus one, I don't need to have as good a messaging than if I'm just depending on one way to reach people. So talk me through that just example wise. Like you mentioned a couple of businesses, flipping houses, coaching examples. Obviously there's Bob the Bot and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that are going to test out Bob the Bot over at Bot Builders for sure. And I think it's a good way of at least understanding this model, at least initially. But what about that first question? Like that first, it's a binary question in your case. And let's say I'm coaching. There's lots of coaches that listen to this or I'm flipping houses. I'm in the real estate investing niche. Like, what would that be? I guess you have to sort of think about, all right, end in mind, why are they there to begin with? Like, why does somebody land on the Solutions 8 website? They might be interested in Google ads, I would guess. Maybe they come to us because they might be interested in, you know, social media advertising. So I guess is it just that sort of simple? Like, how do you start and then where do you take it from there? And maybe if you can yeah, give no, examples. Yeah, I mean, you called it, right? What's the hook is their value, whatever it is that they're trying to achieve. So if I'm trying to sell my house, it's, you know, let me look up to see if we're buying houses in your area. What's the zip code? Okay. Right. And then miraculously it goes, oh, we just happen to be buying houses in Phoenix, Arizona, you know, and, and celebratory gift right. of you know, Seinfeld jumping mm-hmm. up and down. You have to you worry know, about that sort of I, stuff because I see some, like somebody told me what's like, oh, you can't use that because that's, you know, that's trademarked. So. No, gifts are a very yeah. funny thing uh, because they're, it's the thing, even if you go onto Facebook and major platforms, they're all using right. gifts. So it's this thing where like, as a, if you're not doing billions of dollars, I wouldn't sweat it even in the slightest okay. bit. And when you hear about major companies getting cracked down, maybe you stop using them. But for right now, it just seems to be fair game and everybody just, you know, appreciates the fun of it. But don't use Google Images because I stock photos will hunt you down. Just FYI, perpetual. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You cease and desist orders from way back when. So anyway, so it really is. It's just that simple. It's like, just think about what's your first conversation. I mean, I know this is really, really basic, but I like basic is think about what would be the first conversation you as a human would have with another human if they walked up to your booth at Traffic and Conversion Summit. Is it just that basic? Maybe yes, okay. maybe no, you know, because it, it, it needs to be something that's compelling. You know, like, how are you doing today? Isn't okay. the, like, that's that's not it. Like, let me give you an example. So if anybody does end up um, checking out our webinar, I show our very first bot flow on there that we ever mm-hmm. built. And it was, I used to own a company called BoardGames.com. And we, what the, the opening question was, it was Monopoly. Some people think it's the greatest game of all time and other th- people think it's horrible. Which side of the table are you on? And it's, I love it and I hate it, right? So it's something where it's like, you got to chime in, you know, like you got to have it. So it was like ridiculously high click-through mm-hmm. rate. So something that's either getting them what they want or that's so intriguing. It's just kind of like an email subject line. Right. It's so like I'm giving you your benefit or I'm creating I'm creating curiosity. One of those two things is what okay. I'm doing. Well, you also are psychologically priming them to engage with a right. bot. Because what I've seen, if if a bot is is just an empty blank slate, you're the onus of responsibility is on the user to engage with the bot and they're gonna want to engage in their way. And I think that's where the relationship, you know, in that conversation goes off the rails. What you're talking about, Matt, which I like, is you kind of you prepackage, especially with the multiple choice. And now I know what this is going into it. And I feel like that ends up being a more productive engagement. 100%. Yeah. And, and no matter how cleverly 
you design your bots in regards to the keywords, uh, you know, because we, we put obviously a ton of love into, into the way that we do that. You, you're, you want to you make it that choose your own adventure. You want to create the paths that are going to give them freedom and flexibility and a customized experience, but you don't want to just let it go off the rails. Because even, and, and this is a true story, because when I got into bots, I started studying them. And the, the bots that have won the best bot of the year award are horrible. Like they're really, really, really bad with conversation. And it's really weird. It's almost like our simple framework in a lot of ways kind of works better than, than this sort of AI, like deep learning kind of stuff. But it's not about trying to... You guys, it was called the Turing Award. Um, <laughs> yeah, you guys Alan ever Turing. seen that? Uh, sure. Alan Turing, you got yeah. it. Yep. So every year for Inventor a very long the time, they've done the Turing Award. In Bletchley Park, World War II, right? Yeah, pretty. And that's a movie. What's that movie called? Oh, I was trying geez. to think of the name of it. I forget. Imagination I Game or something it, like yeah. that? Super. Yeah. Good. It's it's about Alan Turing's yeah. life. He basically saved the, the, the free world by inventing the computer. It, it's a story you have to know. But it's funny because bots at first, they were given, and still to this day, they're given awards for the Turing believed that a bot is good if it could fool somebody into not knowing whether it was a human being or whether it was a machine. And to me, I just think that's the complete opposite of what you want to achieve. Hmm. That's not the goal. But you do want to make sure that you have intelligent replies in situations where you can't. And it's not perfect. Interesting. You're refuting it's never going one to of perfect. the most intelligent, far-reaching, far-advanced humans that ever watched the Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, I mean, in, in that award, it's like, don't get me wrong. There's sure. pur- there's purpose and value for this. So let me give you an example. There's, there's bots, and um, I won't mention names or whatever, but I was approached about a project where bots were trying to catch um, child molesters, right? Okay. So all these, these guys online who are engaging young girls and you know, trying to take advantage of them. And in that situation, of course, that's what you want to do is you want to make natural language and you want it to be as real as possible. So I'm not saying that there's a use, not a use case for that and it's not extremely important work, but I'm saying that I don't, you don't think that at home you have to be fooling anybody because that's not mm. the case. Well, I don't think Alan Turing was yeah, focusting on marketing. I think what Matt is saying is exactly. from a marketing perspective. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. That is for he, sure. He also preferred to spend more time with the computers than his coworkers. Anyway, if you watch the movie, I mean, he's an interesting dude, but brilliant. Yeah. Love it. So it really is. It's just, so you have to figure out, like, it's the question that's engaging to begin with. In the case of your boardgames.com, I believe it was. Like I'd say, it's an engaging question that is related back to the ultimate goal. It's all like begin with the end in mind. In that particular case, you probably yes. want them to buy board games, right? I would imagine. You got it. Yeah. And and in that flow, I mean, if, if I wish I could show you guys, but if, if you do end up watching the webinar, sorry, I'm, I'm self-promoting, but I do think this is a value because sure. it helps to see right. these things. This It's a very hard thing to verbalize. I think we're getting the point across, but but ultimately, what it is, is that it wasn't just that the clicks, because, you know, the opens are higher, the clicks are higher than as com- compared to email. But it's because of that engagement, the conversion on the other side is many times more mm-hmm. that the, of an email because they are engaged and they are involved. Right. And people feel like they're in control of the conversation to a certain degree. They've got a vested interest you in it. it. I mean, it's human psychology layered upon human psychology here. More yeses, more responses. 
leading yes. up to the ultimate yes, yeah. I suppose, although there is psychology that refutes that. But the point is, is like just getting started with it, I think in your case and the one that's on bot builders, I think is a good example because it doesn't, it doesn't go too long either. I mean, it's pretty straightforward because you kind of want them to get to that next step. They're probably not going to buy your stuff like right then and there. They got to go through sort of this middle ground. And I think, you know, the listeners of the show think about that. Like if you, you know, for, for us, it's a booked call <laughs> or it's maybe to watch an educational webinar or something similar to yeah. that. Like, what can you do to lead up to that conversation and thinking about like, why are they on your site to begin with? So like for... Yeah. And the thing is, is that there's no, I'm not somebody that's going to say, hey, all you need is a bot. You need a website. Mm -hmm. You need a, you know, a bot is a tool. And in my opinion, it's the thing that ties all the pieces right. together. Your CRM, your website, your funnels. I mean, it can become this universal thing. But, you know, there's, there's just some things that are not going to be ideal in a bot. Like if you want somebody to watch a full length VSL, you got to get them to your website. Right. So, you know, and I didn't come on here by any stretch to say that, you know, bots are the future in and of themselves. But it's one of those things that, you know, when you use it right. And, and here's, the, here's the other thing about it. This is kind of the, the advanced piece is when you can get your email and your bot working in sync then it's a, it can be a very, very powerful thing. Mm. And that's the thing that we've done. We don't do a lot of client work. Our, actually, our only ongoing client, we built ManyChatSpot, as I mentioned, but is, is Grant Cardone. And just being able to get that level of synchronicity between all these pieces, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's hard to even put a value on it because now somebody is like, they really feel like they're a part of a yeah. world. That's a load of work, I would imagine. Last question for you here. Obviously, the <laughs> the chatbot on site is sort of the first step. A lot of people, us included, did like an exit intent, hover pop, that kind of stuff. You know, th wait three to six seconds, and all of a sudden, you know, the the opt in for Messenger appears, and then they go through a flow. Would you recommend any of that? That's more like interruption marketing. Like they're exiting the site, that kind of thing. And our opt-in yeah. rates were pretty good. Like we built a, like in many chats, like a 10,000 person list. I don't even know what we're doing with it right now, but we had that on there for quite some time. I don't know if it really led to the end objective for us, but like, what would you recommend there? Like using chatbots as an opt-in vehicle, like in that case, it was like an exit intent pop or anything yeah. relating to that. Well, I was going to say, it all depends on the page, obviously. Right. It, you don't want to be getting in people's faces if they're trying to buy something. But as an exit intent, 100 percent, I think it's a very, very powerful thing. And you got to remember this. It's it's not just about getting them into your messenger. As soon as they get into messenger and I'll just this is a very specific takeaway for those that uh, that that sat through all the, our, our, our nerd talk. As early as possible, you want to make sure that you collect their email address and the specific question that is converted best is before I give you blank, whatever it is that you're giving them, I want to confirm that this is the best email to stay connected. If so, just click it. Or if you'd prefer, enter a different email. So what you're, what you're doing right there is like with one click, and that's, again, the beauty of using Messenger or a platform that is integrated with Facebook and can pull in an email address. With that one click, you've now got an email and now you've got multiple ways to be able to communicate. So that question right there, before I give you blank, just wanted to confirm this is the best email address to stay mm -hmm. connected. 
If so, click it. Little arrow, little pointy finger I, down. I see so. it in your sequence. We did not do that. So once again, listeners of Perpetual Traffic, don't do what we did. Do what Matt is telling you to do here, because then all our contacts were permanently stuck over in ManyChat, which is which is fine. But you know, we had to work like mad to convert them back over to email through a lot of blasts and a lot of you know hand wringing from Facebook and messages not going through. So, I mean, I think there's some lessons to be learned here, but at the very least, like, all right, so eggs and intent pops, you recommend them as long as you do grab email in that sequence. But also most importantly is just the putting it on the site, acting as a first potential interaction and really thinking through what you want that first question to be, that first interaction to be in order to be able to envelop through the entire sequence. Yeah. And that another good one is when you get in there and I know all platforms have different terminology, but you know, if the end of the day, the point is to generate leads in, in many chat, they call them growth tools. Mm-hmm. So a few of the growth tools that you want is you want, they call it a ref URL as a fancy name for a link to send people into your bot. So get your initial flow built, your money flow. All right. And then go get a ref URL link that you can put in, you know, wherever you put it in your email footer or social media or wherever it is. And that's a way to drive people into your flow. And then another very easy one is you can set it up. They actually have a feature now where you can add growth tool or a a comment growth tool so that if people comment on your Facebook posts, you can get a response and you can even have that response be dynamic so that it doesn't give them a response every time. So you can just say, hey, just send this response once. So it's not Hmm. annoying people who are commenting. Hmm. So that's just kind of another no-brainer, low-hanging fruit that if you are active on Facebook, you'd, you'd want yeah, to do. There's a, there's a few more tools since the last time I logged into uh, ManyChat. I am looking up our accounts right now. <laughs> I'm <probably laughs> into this more I hope I won you guys over. I, I had no idea you guys were like plotting and scheming to take me no, down. No, this uh, is, uh, no, this has actually been great. And we give wonderful. most guests sort of a hard time if we... For whatever reason, it just creates more <laughs> tension and more fun. I appreciate so, it. I appreciate it. I appreciate much. you bringing you up guys, the, awesome. the uh, raising or elevating the wardrobe today. By the way, this is not a video podcast, I, but I'm in like you know workout gear, costumes, and like cool internet gear, and you're dressed like like a true CEO and founder. So I do appreciate that. And I appreciate you having uh, taken the time to come on Perpetual Traffic for this week. If people want to connect with you, obviously we've mentioned botbuilders.com a few times here. They want to connect with you. I know you're getting on the socials a bit. And then obviously, where can <laughs> yeah. they get to you if they want more yeah. information about bots? Uh, that's a great question. You know, our website will get you there. I don't want to push you into the webinar, but I guess on Facebook, you should be able to find me. I think it's facebook.com slash Matthew Lights. And I think this should just go to show. I, I don't even use social media. I don't really, I'm changing my tune. I like social media and I'm using social media, but I have never used it in my life. So, you know, if you're somebody that's like, man, I don't know about this messenger or Facebook or, you know, whatever, you, you really, really don't need to. But I'm pretty sure if you go to facebook.com slash Matthew Lights, I am there and I do have a profile and, and yeah, would love to yeah, connect. We'll do that. Well, thank you for coming on and converting two very skeptical guys over to the way of bots. And uh, awesome. it is 2021. It's time for us to kind of get back into this and get with the times here. And I I appreciate all the insights, especially some of those real nuggets at the end here. Hopefully everyone will listen to the show and get all the way to the end. And some of those sequence uh, tips that you gave are absolutely killer. So for all the resources that we mentioned here, 
on today's show and all the URLs and how you can get in touch with Matt, head on over to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This has been episode 318. Matt Lights, thanks for coming on. Perpetual Traffic, Kasim Aslam. Until next week, everyone, see ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. 